listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next fifteen minutes or so, we're talking to naturopathic physician Benita Perch from Integrated Medicine Institute about the effects of anxiety on our our immune systems. Uh, welcome back on the program, Benita. It's great to speak to you again. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good today. How are you? And thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, it's great to speak to you. Um, we were just saying, I think we spoke a, a couple of months ago when yes. uh, when COVID-19 was definitely not a pandemic yet. And now right. things are um, sort of Hong Kong is a lot better, but the rest of the world isn't looking well, as great. Not at all. And surely this also adds um, a, a lot of anxiety into people's lives. So let's talk about the, the effects of this anxiety. How might that also affect our immune systems? Um, anxiety is interesting because we, we, we often don't think of how much our impact of our emotions has on our physical body, but it, it's massive. Um, and when we're anxious all the time, we tend to produce m- more um, cortisol and more adrenaline. And in the short term, that type of anxiety is okay, sort of fight or fight. If the tiger's coming for you, you want those things to sort of be released, and then yes. you're going to run, and you have the energy to get there. But the problem what happens with chronic anxiety, um, which, you know, was already a big issue in the world before COVID, and this has just added an extra dimension to people's lives, is that over time, if those hormones are kind of raised all the time, the body never returns to normal. And then it kind of gets used to it, and that actually starts to weaken the immunity. And therefore, you then become actually more vulnerable to getting sick more often. So, you you know, you often hear about that, and there's good research about that, you know, people who are chronically stressed at work, or they're just getting sick all the time. Um, and so that's a very, it's a very hard dichotomy with COVID because, Obviously, everyone is anxious, but then you're also being told, don't be anxious, because if you're anxious, you're going to weaken your immune system, and then you've got a more chance of, you know, the virus having a bigger effect, which can cause more anxiety. So it's quite a, it's a, it's an interesting conversation, but yes, anxiety has a big, big impact on the immune system. Is this also this uh, similar to stress, or is anxiety sort of more long-term, and, and stress is sort of not one-off, but kind of you know creeps up every now and again? But anxiety is sort of uh, uh, a sort of more con- continuous uh, feeling. Um, I think I think they both can be there long-term, and I think I often have this differentiation with my patients, and even more recently to differentiate between the two. To me, anxiety is something where you're actively worrying. Yes. Um, you know, whether it's about the virus or about something at work, and it's, it's actually affecting your day-to-day thoughts in your life. Stress, on the other hand, is where you might be working long hours, you're multitasking, but you might not necessarily be worrying or anxious about it, but the stress is actually still there on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I think that's the hidden sort of effect where people don't realize how stressed they are and how much of an impact that's having on their health because they're actually not anxious. They're not worrying about it. They're just living their lives. So they're actually both there long-term, but they're slightly different, and they both 
have the same effect on the immune system. Yeah. You raised a really good point just now, um, Benita, and that is, you're right, when people are sort of uh, got anxiety or are stressed about their work, we do notice that they do get sick and, and somehow it manifests itself into a, a, a sore tummy or, or, or cr- mm-hmm. chronic headache or migraine and, and all sorts. What other symptoms do you sometimes see your, your clients or people you work with experience? I mean, how, how do these symptoms manifest itself? I see, I mean, the two big ones that I see are insomnia, oh, having yes. sleep issues, um, and fit, and then just being tired and fatigue all the time. I would say those are two of the big ones. But then, yeah, you see a lot of digestive issues like stomach aches. You see a lot of headaches, um, a lot of hormone issues with women, um, you know, both PMS and you know, things like endometriosis and PCOS and then obviously infertility issues are often um, stress and anxiety related. And then the effect on the immune system is another big one where people are getting sick more often um, and also the effect on the other side of the immune system like autoimmunity where, you know, chronic stress causes inflammation and then you're more likely to have autoimmune diseases as well. So and then your body ends up attacking effect. itself. Yes, It's exactly. your body's attacking itself. Exactly. So the big impact. And it's often the one thing, you know, I split patients and we're going to have to look at, well, what is causing inflammation in your system to be out of balance? You know, a lot of the time they don't think, it's, it's the thing that they don't really realize is the stress and the anxiety in their life is having a very big impact. Yeah, and also, like you mentioned, insomnia. And, of course, that will have a mm-hmm. domino effect. If, if you're not sleeping totally. well, uh, you're not performing as well in, in other areas exactly. of your life, that adds to more anxiety and then Biety. it's like a vicious uh, cycle. It is a vicious cycle. <laughs> and then lack of sleep further weakens yes. your immune system because that's when we heal. So. That, that's another way that anxiety directly affects the immune system. Yeah, so it's really important for us to take active, an active step in, in strengthening our immune systems. What are some of these ways that we can do so? So there are, lo- there are lots of different ways that you can come to. So, you know, there are obviously the more mi- like lifestyle aspects where you want to be getting good sleep, you know, eight to nine hours. And I had a patient whose son um, was actually in the hospital in Hong Kong with COVID and they found that they had... They, they, it was really interesting. I mean, it's anecdotal, but just the people who were sleeping nine to 10 hours and good sleep a night were, were feeling better and getting better results, which is really, you know, something small and simple. But sleep is a big one. Movement and exercise, um, that's another very, very important one for pushing the immune, like for boosting the immune system. We need to be moving. We need to be active. Um, that's how we detox. Um, what you eat, you know, nutrition, we all hear about that, but what you, you know, we eat three meals a day. Probably what you eat is the biggest impact on your health than anything else. And you can eat foods that boost the immune system and, and foods that, you know, bring it down. You know, what boosts the immune system? You know, the obvious, like veggies and fruits and whole grains and good quality protein and good fat. What depresses the immune system? Sugar, um, you know, fried foods, white foods, processed foods with lots of additives. So those are, you know, the simple stuff that you can do from boosting immune system from a lifestyle perspective. But then there are other things um, that you can do. So there are a lot of herbs that we use, um, things like uh, lemon balm and adrenal herbs like ashwagandha and Siberian ginseng, which really helps to boost the immune system. There are supplements which have actually been quite well researched of you know, vitamin C and zinc and vitamin D that really, really help um, to boost the immune system. And, and things like doing mindfulness and meditation, which will help with the anxiety as well. Those all help too. So we actually have quite a lot of control over keeping our immune system strong. And then 
the other piece, which also gets forgotten about, is doing joyful things. So that's where, like, community and being with your friends and your family, and um, that boosts the new system as well, like the good endorphins. Exactly. I mean, when you were talking about food, a lot of the times people are working really long hours that they end mm-hmm. up actually um, eating not so well. You know, they have fast food totally. or maybe processed uh, food. I know something that's quite big uh, before is microwave meals, you know, with the invention exactly. of that. Um, and our body is, you know, like if, if we're like a car or an engine, you can't expect to put bad fuel into the engine and expect no. the car to go well. And, and the same well, goes for exactly. our body. Totally. Um, I think there's a big push. I mean, it's so simple in the sense of like, yeah, what food could be provided easily for people working long hours for lunch and dinner that could actually hugely shift product productivity um, and people's health. Absolutely. Um, I also know that, uh, of, of course, you, you work uh, with the integrated healing approach mm-hmm. um, with uh, several uh, key areas of health. Um, I think you outlined a little bit more uh, about that. Could you also uh, sort of uh, tell us a little bit more about those areas of well-being? Sure. So we, we kind of at IMI kind of, you know, really looked at holistically and kind of thought about it for a while and had good conversations. And we really came up with seven key factors that we really think affect um, wellness and then are important for healing. So there is the mind and the mind is sort of your thinking mind, the cognitive mind, you thinking mindfulness, um, being balanced. There's your emotions, which where, where we kind of sort of things like anxiety and depression and irritability. Um, there's community and being around people and the effect that has on your health. There's your environment, which obviously, you know, in Hong Kong, we've got the toxic environment we have to consider. Your environment is also the environment, your school environment, your work environment, you know, what you're eating. So it's what you're breathing in. It's, it's what you're eating. It's, it's all that aspect. Um, then there's your body, which is, you know, your actual physical body, you know, things that when you think of fixing pain or how you're sleeping and are you going to the bathroom every day and what your hormones are like, that's what we really, you know, most people think of from a, you know, healing perspective, but it's only one aspect. Um, then there's a kind of concept of energy, which is more where we go into the idea of chi or vitality, where there's that, there's that extra deeper layer of also that your body, you need to be vital. And you know, this, you know, you know those people with good vitality. They're the ones that they walk into the room and they're almost glowing and you, everybody wants to be <laughs> <Yes>. near them. <laughs> those are the people that have amazing, you know, chi and vitality. And then we also brought in the idea of spirit, um, where it's, you know, the soul, the fact that, you know, what is your purpose on the planet? What are you doing that kind of brings you um, deeper meaning in your life? And that is another very, very crucial aspect um, of health. So, you know, that kind of, you know, it's it's diverse, but they're, they're all aspects that really matter when you're thinking about your health and then you're thinking about bringing yourself towards healing as well. Yeah, I mean, they all sound very substantial. I mean, these seven mm-hmm. key areas, uh, the mind, the body, the, the, the community, the, the energy, the environment, the mm-hmm. emotions and the spirit. How do you maintain a, a good balance uh, with all of them? And, and do you, if one of them sort of takes a back seat, can you still be healthy? Can you still be mentally and physically healthy? Or do you really healthy. need to um, focus on all of them uh, in equal measures? I mean, that would be the ideal world, right? But that's not always possible. Um, and the one thing that I've learned, you know, with, with, you know, practicing for over 10 years now, that it's never, it's always about total load mm-hmm. um, that makes people sick. And it's also, 
also that gets people better is a little bit of everything. So no, you don't have to do everything perfectly um, to be well. But I do think it's it's good to focus on all the areas or maybe, you know, when you're first starting the journey, maybe it's focusing on one or two things um, that really need the most work. And if you can get those balanced, then you move into sort of the deeper piece, you know, with, with something like energy and spirit yeah, is often spirit, later yes. on in the process of people's sort of healing journey where dealing with the body and maybe the emotions is sort of the starting point or environment. Yeah. Benita, do you notice uh, people sort of neglecting um, some of these elements? I mean, one that comes to mind is emotions uh, and that a lot of the times we we tune out or channel it out because we just want to get the job done. And a lot of the times uh, we don't face these emotions or we bury Mm -hmm. them. Have you noticed that? And what are the uh, subsequently, what are the effects of that by not, yeah, by burying these emotions? You know, when I have a patient say, no, 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 I'm not angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And they're but bright red. I said, but you've shouted at my reception staff. And you, but no, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> They've suppressed all the emotion. I think that's a big one in modern society because also it's not PC to have emotions yes. almost, right? Everything's good. I don't have any problems. And then that just gets suppressed. And when you suppress emotions, it's going to come out somewhere, right? So is it going to be eczema? Is it going to be gut issues? Is it going to be hormone issues? Um, how is that? Where are those emotions going to go? They're going to come out somewhere in a different way if you don't sort of actually face them and deal with them. Exactly. I mean, I was going to ask you, can you give us some examples of what happens when we compromise mm-hmm. uh, some of these areas? But but like you said, a gut issue is one that I, yeah. I often hear um, and uh, upset stomachs. And what else? Uh, what other examples can you give us? Yeah, so definitely yeah, upset stomach, um, eczema, I see a skin things, acne, a lot of that. Um, liver stuff. So, you know, that's very much also the Chinese medicine concept, you know, with you know, if, you, if you're not getting rid of anger, the liver, you don't detox well, so therefore you get a lot of issues because of that. So even, you know, you, you wouldn't even think about it, but even long-term things like cancer or autoimmune disease or cardiovascular disease could be from chronic emotions that just kind of got suppressed and therefore you had inflammation in the system. So we'd really definitely need to pay attention to, to all Let's these, exactly, to, to, to these um, areas of, of health. But it's true, you know, I, I remember when I used to get anxious, uh, when I really first joined RTHK, and I remember mm-hmm. going out uh, for my very first sort of uh, interview, and I'd, I'd get such an upset stomach because I was so nervous, yeah. and the poor nerves just sort of manifests itself. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to run late, but if I don't go to the loo, I'll bust. I'm going to have an accident. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and it does manifest manifests itself in, in these sort of um, um, areas. Ways, ways yeah. yeah. Um, finally, uh, can you remind our listeners once again uh, where we can find out more about you and also the work that you do at uh, Integrated Medicine Institute? Sure. So the best places to look is at our website, which is www.imi.com.hk. And we've got lots of you know information, obviously, you know information about me is there, but we have a lot of educational information on our website. Um, that people can look at and we've got a, and a whole section on sort of the integrative healing approach as well. 
Excellent. And our listeners can also also go to your Facebook page, uh, which is Dr. Mm -hmm. Benita Perch, and you can find her. You can find Benita on Facebook as well. And of course, go to the IMI uh, website. Meanwhile, thank you very much indeed uh, for your time today. And uh, we've been talking to naturopathic physician Benita Perch from Integrated Medicine Institute. Thank you very much indeed for your time, Benita. Always a pleasure. Thank you, thank you for having me again. Looking forward you to speaking with you. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> yes, you, you too. too. Bye for now. Cheers.